Welcome back to another episode of That's Business. Today's guest, Shelby Dubin, is a professional dancer turned photographer. Through many years of dance, she learned her true passion was the art of being able to tell a story without words. By combining her understanding of business with visual storytelling, she's able to use photography to bring your story to life. Say goodbye to boring headshots and hello to imagery that speaks your message and connects you with your dream clients. Shelby, thank you so much for being a guest. I feel like this is long overdue, but how are we doing this week? Oh my gosh, it is a great week. We're just coming back from the holiday weekend. I'm so excited to have you on because we get compliments on our photos all the time. And Shelby is our photographer and we just finished our shoot. What? It's probably a few weeks ago now, but it was so fun. So much fun. But you guys have great energy, so it helps make it amazing. And I love that part of your bio is not having boring headshots because when I think I came to you, I was like, I do not want nothing wrong with the suit. It's just not our vibe. I don't want the suit. I don't want the like elbows on the desk, like rusted chin on my hand. Like, I don't want any of that. And you're like, great, I will do this. But before we dive into how awesome you are, I want to take it back a little bit because you have this awesome story that you're a dancer turned photographer. So throw it back to childhood. What did you want to be when you grew up or what was your childhood like? So Full disclosure, my childhood was a great time. And I think I learned this entrepreneurial spirit from my dad, who actually had his own business. Um, and he, his office was actually in our house. <laughs> so oh, amazing. Yeah. So that was fun. But this was, you know, 20 years ago or so. And for whatever reason, he used a typewriter and I thought this was the coolest thing. So I basically set up a fake, he was a insurance repair business owner. So if you had like a fire or a flood, they would go in and do all the contracting and the remodels and all that. So I thought it was the coolest thing. I knew absolutely nothing about the actual business other than the fact he used his typewriter and would type up proposals and all these things. He had an extra one. And so I literally set up a fake office next to his office in our house (laughs) and was pretend that I had a construction business that I knew nothing about. So I think that's kind of where this whole business spirit started. I always loved it. I told my mom once I wanted to be the CEO of Apple computers and she was like, okay. (laughs) All right. Sounds great, sweetie. She's like, I'm not going to crush your dreams, but okay. So, you know, reality hits, but throughout my whole childhood, I always grew up dancing. And so I was kind of always a little, I don't know, I'd say spunky. I just was like not afraid to go against the norm when everyone was going out or going to prom or going to you know, different parties and events, I was a dance. So I just didn't care that I was just doing this weird thing. But I knew that that was my passion. So fast forward, I went to college for dance, studied dance for four years, performing arts, got to travel, perform, worked for Disney, also worked at Kings Island in Ohio, which is super exciting. But I did Disneyland Paris and Disney Cruise Line. And that's where the whole dance thing kind of took off. And that was my path. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. Like I'm literally living my dream. This is what I wanted to do. And then COVID happened. Mm -hmm. And it was like plot twist. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. That was cute, wasn't it? But just kidding. I was actually working on the cruise ship when COVID happened, which is nuts. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) But like we weren't dying. I know all the newspaper articles were like, oh my gosh, anyone stuck on a cruise ship is dying and they are unfed and unwell. No, no, no. We were great. We were literally living our best lives. We had food. We had a bar. We had bingo. We had an island. All the necessities. We had the pool. Life was good. Life was good. So we were not dying. But it just was obvious when we got home that there was no idea when 
the cruise industry or even the dance industry was going to come back to life because the world. Now, I have to ask, like, what was it, March? I think we were, or April was national emergency. So I don't know anyone that's been stuck on a cruise ship. So you've been my first one. But I want to know, like, what happened during that time? How long were you stuck on it? I know nothing. So wild. So March 14th, I think was the last date that we actually had passengers on the ship. So they made it off. Life is good. It was just the crew. They had booked flights for us to all fly home. And about 10 hours later, all those flights were canceled. <gasps> oh my God. We all are at dinner. I'll never forget this. We all were sitting at dinner, you know, looking out at the ocean. It was beautiful. And we get a message from our manager that says, meeting in the theater, ASAP. Drop what you're doing and come now. <laughs> we get to the theater and they say, hey guys, so sorry. The CDC actually canceled all of your flights. You're not allowed to fly home. They will not let cruise ship employees on an airplane. So you have two options right now. You can either stay on ship for an indefinite amount of time <laughs> or you have the next 12 hours to get off the ship and get a rental car and drive home. And where were you out of at this time? Originally, our ship was out of Miami. But once COVID started, we shifted ports and ended up being out of Port Canaveral, just on the other side of Florida. So it was panic. We all, you know, calling home, talking to each other. What are you going to do? Are you going to drive? Are you going to stay? But for whatever reason... I decided to stay. My family was like, just stay. There's nothing here. You might as well stay on the ship. So it ended up being two months on board the ship. <gasps> I did not realize. I thought it was two weeks. I didn't realize you were there two months. <gasps> it was two months on the ship. <laughs> like, were you guys just docked there? Yeah. So basically every, you know, few days we would go to port. They would bring on supplies, our Amazon packages, anything, <laughs> anything we needed to survive. Um, they would just put those on the ship and then we would sail out a little bit from the coast. We would drop anchor and just kind of sit in the ocean so the ship could, they like dump things off the ship into the ocean. Okay. It's environmentally not sound, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Right. All right. Well, that's another podcast. No. Yes. They would go far enough out that they could dump whatever they needed off the ship. We still kind of had cell phone service. And then we would stay out there for three days and then go back into port, restock, refuel. And then eventually the Bahamian government allowed us to go to the private island that they owned. And we had to take them supplies. So then we added that to our little route. So we would go sit in the ocean. Then we would go to the island, spend a day or two there, and then go back to the coast start over. And that was our little route. <laughs> oh my God. My face is just like, excuse me, what? <laughs> well, this was two months. And I'm not going to lie. It was basically like being on vacation for two months. I love that. So it was great. No complaints. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But eventually we did make it home. <laughs> so you make it home. And then I know you said you had to kind of figure out because you don't know when things were going to open up again. So what made you get into photography or how did you decide to reinvent yourself or what was that process kind of like in the middle of a pandemic, no less? In the middle of this unknown world. Yeah. Basically, it was a weird time of what's happening, what are we going to do? And I honestly cannot sit still. I will not just sit and be like, we'll just let time go by and just see what happens. We'll rewind a little bit, but in between some of my dance contracts, my best friend, Anna, I'll give her a shout out because I'm grateful for her in this whole Thanks, Anna. This whole adventure, uh, she had a cousin who needed senior photos and was like, can you just do that? You're so good at photography. 
basically any photography skills I had were from high school because I knew I was going to dance. Right. So I just took, I was like, I'm not going to math class. I don't need AP bio. Mm -mm. I'm going to take AP photo. And we had a phenomenal photography program with a dark room. We had an imaging lab. So I took every photo class that they could offer. And so fast forward back to Anna's cousin who needed senior photos. She goes, can you just do them? They don't want like all the, you know, razzle dazzle. They just want senior photos. Very casual. They're very casual. She said, I really don't know what I'm doing, but sure. Sure. (laughs) All right. Why not? So I YouTubed, did her cousin's senior photos. They turned out, I was like, oh, that's exciting. Thank you, YouTube. And just a little refresh. The following summer, I did her other cousins. And now I'm home after the ship. And she has another cousin. I was like, thank you for all your cousins. All the cousins. All the cousins who also needed senior photos. So I did those. And then they referred a family friend who needed senior photos. And then I amidst this pandemic and people changing their lives. I had two or three friends who had started their own businesses and were starting to, I don't know, I guess, promote it. And honestly, I'd always been into the aesthetics. I followed creative people on Instagram. I'd follow other photographers. I follow brand designers. I just love that world and mixing business with art. So I just naturally enjoyed that before I even was like, oh, this could be a business. So I started taking these photos. I took, you know, some free shoots for these friends who were starting businesses. And I honestly started posting them on Instagram. And before I even launched and posted any brand photos, I posted a story I just like, I'm just going to start Shelby doing photography, whatever. I posted a story of like an inspo board. And that was how I got my first client. It wasn't even through like a photo that I shared that I'd taken. It was just like an inspo. I love this vibe. Who else likes this vibe? And someone was like, yes, this is exactly what I want. Can you do that? I was like, yeah. And back to YouTube, I went. I was like, how to shoot, how to shoot photos like this? Yes, YouTube, you can learn anything. But yeah, so it just honestly was so organic and weird and unexpected that it just unfolded and it became a full-time job. So many incredible things I can say about you, but it's so funny because you're so casual about how talented you are. You're like, well, I don't know. And I remember when I had asked you to be on this podcast and you're like, really? You sure? Like, what do I have to say? I'm like, shut up. You're coming on the podcast. This is it. I love, and this is something that I'm realizing a lot of other photographers don't do from what my friends have said, like, who do you use? Who do you use? Like your photos are great, blah, 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 is the fact that you do a Trello board. And for those of you that don't know, is essentially a Pinterest board for businesses. But my first photo shoot, I went to Shelby. I go, listen, I want bad bitch vibes. I love black and gold and go for it. And then you nailed it. And then second photo shoot, I said, okay, I want something more our personalities like go for it. And the fact that you nailed it and you find locations, I mean, you do so much work where we don't have to do really like, yes, you said, put some inspiration pictures in here, whatever your vibe you're feeling. And they're incredible. We get compliments all the time. And I'm so stoked to see the newest ones. But it's crazy to me because I think what did we meet? 21, I think. Yeah, 2021. I had heard of you. I had seen your pictures online and I was like, oh, wow, you must have been doing this your whole career. You're like, no, I've only been really doing this like since 2020. And I'm like, excuse me? Like you are, you're just so freaking talented and you just really like bring out, I mean, yes, you work with men too, but like, I feel like you really encompass the woman entrepreneur and like the different clients you have spirit and what vibe they give off of, which sounds really weird, but I swear it makes sense. No, it does make sense. It does make sense. Actually, that's funny that you said that because 
last week, someone asked, you know, what kind of clients do you like to work with? Because it's mostly brands and business. They're like, what kind of businesses do you like to work with? And I said, honestly, this is going to sound horrible, but I don't care what your business is. It literally does not matter to me what you do because I can figure out what it is you're doing. It's like the spirit. It's the energy and it's the person that matters. It does. I was like, maybe that sounds bad and I shouldn't say that out loud. I'm like, I don't care about your business, but it really is the energy. And I have been very grateful that almost, well, a lot of my clients are actually friends, which I think says a lot because, yes. you know, was, your vibe attracts your tribe. Or so. Yes, <laughs> so, yes, but no, but really it's because it's the energy and the like connection that you have with the people you work with. And I'm sure you have the same thing with your clients too, that it's like, you just vibe and you guys chat and it's like you've been best friends for years. Yes. It's not like, oh, hi, how are you? Oh, good, great. You know, it's not that like surface. It's like, here's who I am. And I'm like, I get it. And when it comes to business and what you're doing, I think it's so much easier to have someone else where you're like, this is kind of what I want, but you're so in it. You like can't put all the puzzle pieces together. So I just am there to put your puzzle pieces together and then take a photo of it. <laughs> so you can look at it. <laughs> and there has to be a level of trust too, because... If you've never done a photo shoot, there's some weird things you do where, you know, you're like, oh, stay there, look away or walk here first, but stop there. I mean, there's weird things you do, but you have to literally trust the process. I know that's, you know, cheesy sports thing to say, but it's true. It's so true. And you have to trust that, like, you know what you're doing. And I love looking back at them and be like, oh, I remember how much I was laughing there. Or like in our shoot, we threw resumes. Yes. And we had to like get it down. And it was like the cutest freaking pictures ever. I'm like, okay, resumes hitting us in the face, but let's go for it. We're going to do it. And it turns out so well. Now, of course, like you said, you don't care what their business is, but what's your process without giving away all the oodles of great information, but what makes you different from other photographers? Ooh. That's a good question. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Um, I think what sets apart what I do from other photographers is that it's not necessarily about being the best photographer. And I know that also I'm just like shooting myself in the foot this whole episode. I don't care no. about your business, the photographer, the work doesn't have to be that good. <laughs> but I think it's the entire experience of gaining your client's trust of understanding what they need, understanding how they're going to use what you're taking. Because I do think there is something to be said about people who specialize in brand photos, because I understand that, you know, you're going to need your little face down here with empty space up here so you can put all your text. Like you don't need to fill the whole thing, like how you're going to be using them, just the full process all the way through. So that way you feel comfortable. At the end of the day, my biggest goal is that you feel comfortable because you can see it. I think that's the difference is if you don't set your client up for success and it's not a process all the way through, then on shoot day, they're going to be hectic. They're going to be nervous and you're going to see it in their face because you can't really hide that. It's going to be like, whoa, what's happening here? So I think that's honestly the biggest difference. I don't think I'm the world's greatest photographer. I think there's a lot of people who can probably take technically better photos or make something look prettier, but it's that I can connect with my client to make them feel comfortable enough to be themselves and shine and then them go look at their photos and not go oh my gosh my one eyebrow hair is out of place they're like whoa I can see my spirit and I look good because it's coming from the inside out and I think that's the greatest feeling in the world the comment of like yes is there always someone better or yes 
I mean, same thing with my business. Like there's someone that runs a podcast better than me. There's someone that does 5,000 other things better than me, but there's no one else like you in the world. And that's the difference. But I just can't explain how easy it was. But now that we just finished photo shoot three, it was like, oh, sweet, we're done. Like it was like, I mean, you really capture our spirit. You really, like you said, I mean, understand our vibe, what we do. And I forgot what it was last year. And I've been trying to think of what it was. But you were like, don't you want shots to do this for marketing? And I was like, holy shit, I never even thought about that. Like you go above and beyond to use these photos for Canva or our marketing purposes. I mean, I think like we get our money's worth out of this photo shoot and then some because we use them for marketing. We use them for our proposals. We use them on our website. I mean, it's not just something you do and something funny. And I kind of want you to make a point to this because I myself and Allison had told our parents like, oh, we're doing a photo shoot again. I like told our loved ones and the old school mentality is like, you just did one last year. Why do you need another one? And from my point of view, it's like, well, we have new employees to add that are not in our photos. Number two, we have different service offerings. And number three, like, I want to freshen our look. Like, I'm I'm now confident, you know, yeah. stuff like that. But why is it important for people to keep up or businesses to keep up their branding and their photos up to date? Well, first of all, I think it shows that you care. You care about your yes. business. Um, I think if you're using the same photo from like 20 years ago, I don't know. It's time for a refresh. Also, when you think about your business, this is what I say. I'm like, think about your business and how much of your business has changed in a year. Even just life, like how much of your life and business can change from January to December. It's wild what can happen. Even like you said, your confidence, your spirit, like within yourself, you change so much. So why do you want to send out your old self? You need to send out this new updated version of you and your business. And that shows. I really think you can see so much in a photo of like someone's soul. (laughs) I know that's easy to say, but you really can see if you look at photos of someone when they're like half smiling versus really smiling, like from their core and their whole face is lit up. You can see that versus just, you know, you said put on a smile and it's just like slapped on. But you also can see the difference in photos from because even the ones you showed me while we were there, I mean, the difference of like our two new employees like earlier on in the photo shoot versus towards the end where they're like more confident, more relaxed. And it's so much fun. I'm one I hate getting my picture taken because I'm one when I laugh, I give myself a double chin. So I, I will not have the cute engagement pictures where I'm frolicking and just like look perfect. I won't have those, but no profiles. <laughs> it, no, no profiles, please. But you make this so fun and it doesn't feel like work. I'm like, oh, I'm excited. What's the next outfit? What's the next this? And I mean, down to like giving us recommendations on hair and makeup, down to recommendations on clothing. I mean, I never thought of all of this. And I'm like, this is why your pictures look so good is because you give people like whole nine yards what to do and like what to expect. And like just meeting with us one-on-one to say, hey, or like we visited the location, make sure it was good. Like, okay, week of the photo shoot, like, this is what we need to do. How are we tracking? Things like that. So I can't give you enough love because you are truly incredible at what you do. Thank you. But what exciting things do you have coming up this year and the next? Where are we at with business? Do we have anything exciting coming up as far as shoots or anything that you want to talk about? Always some fun things happening. That's like one thing I love about what I do is that every day is honestly completely different. And no two days are the same, which is great. I do have some travels coming up. So if anyone is feeling spunky, maybe we'll be in the same location. I know I'm for sure going to be in California 
later this year. So if you're thinking of doing a shoot in the sun or by a beach or you live in California, that's always fun. I love traveling for shoots. But yeah, I think that's the biggest excitement that's coming up. So we'll see. But I do love to travel. So if anyone ever is like, oh, no, you're in Michigan. Oh, no, I can literally take a plane anywhere. So <laughs> and you have to talk about this, too, because you talk about on social media how to like do these deals like through Delta and how everything like that. So where did that come into play? And I, I'm going to totally butcher it. So tell our lovely audience what you do with your travel hacks. My alter ego, the Dubin Diaries. <laughs> So actually, this is so random. I started the Dubin Diaries in 2018 in the hopes of being a travel blogger. I love it. Started a whole website blog. I knew I was actually, this was right before I started at Disneyland Paris. So I knew I was going to be living in Paris and traveling. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. I love taking photos for fun at this point. Right. I said, why not start a travel blog? Well, I quickly learned I actually hate writing. So... (laughs) Kind of need that to write a blog, right? So the mm-hmm. blog was like not the I was like, wait, maybe this isn't it. But I can happily post photos on Instagram. And this was like five years ago or something. But like we didn't have reels to make it cool. So I was just, you know, posting about travels and it was just fun. But I've always also been really passionate about loyalty programs. Yes. It's my weird thing. In high school, I found out that you could actually get a gold card from Starbucks with your name engraved on it. Oh. If you get enough stars. I don't even know if they still have this. I don't even go to Starbucks, really. But for whatever reason, I had all these Starbucks cards and was like, I'm going to get that gold Starbucks card with my name on it. I don't know why, but I was like, this is my goal. So I went to Starbucks every day in the morning. It was right next to our high school. (laughs) And I got the cheapest thing on the menu, which was black coffee. Because it still got you a star, but then I could use all my gift cards to like maximum capacity. This is how like, (laughs) this is how my brain works. Look at you being thrifty. Heck yeah. So I got that gold Starbucks card with my name on it after. (laughs) I said, done. So the next loyalty program I found was obviously the Delta, the Delta loyalty program with Sky Miles Rewards. And I love travel and I love I feel very passionate about Delta. We're lucky to be in Detroit and we have the Delta hub here. Yes. So it's super easy. And then you get the credit card and you start earning points. And I'm like, why am I going to spend money that does nothing for me? Like if I'm spending money, I want to earn something. I'm like, Heck yeah. I'm not letting this go to waste. So I got the Delta credit card and obviously starting a business. You don't have a business. It's like, <laughs> you spend a lot of money. I don't even know how it happens. Yeah. But it's just like, woo. So I would just get all these travel things through sky miles points through rewards i like work my way up to like platinum medallion i get upgraded and i'm just really entertained by it follow the points guy um he's great and i just find it interesting and so it's my fun little side thing that isn't so serious i can just be silly about but it is fun and you give such good tips on it so i absolutely love it now you do travel a lot and i I I love following along so you have to go to the show notes if you're listening and follow Shelby on Instagram, herself and her alter ego, because they're both great. But they're fun. <laughs> now, as we wrap this up, what advice do you have for listeners? Ooh, good little cue. Um, here's my advice. The only difference between you and someone who is more successful is that they kept going when you quit. No, I love that. I just think that really is the only difference is that so many people who are incredible at whatever they do, just get scared or quit 
or don't keep going. But there's people who are like mediocre at what they do. But the only difference is they just kept going and they showed up. So just do it. It is true. I mean, it's that's I think the reoccurring theme of this podcast episode is just do it. Just do the damn thing. What's the worst that can happen? Right. Like you're going to end up right back where you are right now. So who cares? Just do it. Just keep going. Put yourself out there. Exactly. See, and if it we didn't do our own businesses, never would have met. I know. And we met on an accidental whim. We did. Shelby, you are my favorite. I can't wait to see the pictures. And if you're not following us on socials, please do, because we are going to blast the shit out yeah. of the pictures when they're done. So I'm so excited. But yeah. Shelby, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was so great. Thanks for having me. I'm going to go edit your photos now. <laughs> There's no pressure, but do them. No. <laughs> okay. And for those of you listening, tune in again next week for another episode of That's Business. If you're looking for a career change and you're not sure where to start, the Resume Rescue can help. Sure, there's no such thing as the perfect fit for everyone, but here at the Resume Rescue, we're on a mission to find the perfect solution for you. Whether it's changing careers, updating a resume, learning LinkedIn, or practicing interviewing, we have you covered. Find us online at theresumerescue.com and find all of our contact info in our show notes.